The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. TGIF and good morning. I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Friday, July 29th, 2022. Friday of the 17th week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's liturgical year C, cycle two. Friday is a day to pray the sorrowful mysteries of the rosary. And today is the memorial of Saints Martha, Mary, and Lazarus. They were siblings and close friends of Jesus. He came to their home simply as a welcome guest rather than as one celebrating the conversion of a sinner like Zacchaeus or one unceremoniously received by a suspicious Pharisee. The sisters felt free to call on Jesus at their brother's death, even though a return to Judea at that time seemed to spell almost certain death. Martha's great glory is her simple and strong statement of faith, Yes, Lord, I have come to believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, the one who is coming into the world. Saints Martha, Mary, and Lazarus, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. my Lord and my God, I offer to you this day and forever my body, my soul, and my heart with all their works, powers, and affections in the spirit of contrition and atonement, in the spirit of adoration and thanksgiving, in the spirit of faith, hope, and charity. I lay my past, my present, and my future at your feet, and I pray that I may accomplish your will during every moment of my mortal life and rejoice in your love for my whole eternity. Through my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, with whose prayers, labors, and sufferings, I beseech you to unite and sanctify mine. Amen. And along with Pope Francis, we pray for the elderly who represent the roots and memory of a people. May their experience and wisdom help young people to look towards the future with hope and responsibility. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's 10 Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask you for pardon of my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my God and Angel, intercede for me. Today we're going to pray about one of the less prominent the most attractive figures in the New Testament. I have in mind St. Martha. This wonderful figure, St. Martha. What a delightful woman she is. What a delightful figure uh, in the New Testament. And so we're going to pray a little bit about her and what she has to teach us on this feast. Now in many ways she's the sort of the second fiddle to Mary. And the poor the poor thing, she always sort of comes off worse, doesn't she? You know, Mary, her sister, um, is the one who is vindicated, who's proven right. We all know what happens. Uh, our Lord goes to dine with these three siblings, Martha, Mary, and Lazarus. And there, Jesus, we see how much you enjoyed being with these. And they were your friends. Jesus, we want to be your friends so you can rest with us. Jesus had been in Jerusalem facing the hostility, the tests, 
the trials, the traps which the priests and Pharisees were trying to lay for him. And just a couple of miles outside of Jerusalem is Bethany. So the end of a really stressful day, Lord, when you had to be constantly on your guard, you would go out to these three siblings, Martha, Mary and Lazarus. Just to rest a bit, to be in the company of those you loved. And we, we, we can understand just how good you felt with them. They were such a delightful trio. Martha, the outspoken one, who said what she thought. And then Mary, the contemplative one, the praying one, but also one capable of extraordinary lavish expressions of love. Like that time, Jesus, when she poured out the pure nard on your feet, really expensive ointment, and wiped it with her hair. And the aroma of that fragrance filled the house and, in a sense, fills the world, fills the church still today with your wonderful lesson, Mary, of love and generosity. And Lazarus, well, as a good man, um, I can sympathise with Lazarus because Lazarus's job is basically to eat, um, which I'm all in favour of. Certainly I'm all in favour of eating. Um, he just dines with our Lord. Um, I'm afraid to say the sisters do the work, well, at least one of them does, Martha and Mary um, prays and Lazarus eats. But in his defence, let's not be too tough on Lazarus because in a sense he has the hardest job of all. He has to die. Um, and he dies. And you, Jesus, after delay, you come to raise him from the dead. But we'll come back to that in a moment. So, Martha. In many ways, as I said, the, the second fiddle to Mary. We hear, well, let's just read the gospel passage. Now as they went on the way, he entered a village. And a woman named Martha received him into her house. You get the sense that she's the boss. She's the one who wears the trousers. And she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. Jesus, that's what we're doing now. We are sitting at your feet and you, my friend, are listening to this poor priest who is speaking to you in Christ's name but who's trying to give you the Lord's teaching. Let's really try to do that in our prayer, to sit at the Lord's feet. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she went to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. I love to contemplate the scene. I can imagine Martha with her legs slightly open, her hands on her waist, on her hips, a bit flustered and red around the face. She'd been noticing Mary just sitting there. She's getting more and more busy trying to deal with all that needed to be done to feed Jesus, to feed the apostles, all that extra work. And she's getting annoyed and she says to Jesus, it comes out, it explodes. She just has to say it. She can't hold it back anymore. And I can imagine her, as I said, sort of a bit flustered, hot, red, saying what she thought she had to say and expecting you, Jesus, to agree with her. Expecting you to say, Martha, you're absolutely right. Mary, Get off your... and get moving. Stop being so lazy. Can't you see that your poor sister is doing all this work? But you don't do that, Lord Jesus. Your answer couldn't be more different. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things. One thing is needful. Mary has chosen the good portion, which shall not be taken away from her. 
Jesus, what affection you show in your repetition of Martha's name. Martha, Martha. This is no rebuke. Or if it is, it's the most tender, the most affectionate rebuke of all. And dearest Martha, I like to see you as a friend. I think I would have liked you. Um, you teach us such a wonderful lesson because you talk to our Lord with complete frankness. What a wonderful way to pray. What's in your heart, you tell him. It comes out. You are a teacher of prayer in your own way. We like to think of Mar- Mary as the prayer and Martha as the doer. And there's an aspect of truth there. But Martha teaches us here how to pray. And you are so frank with Jesus. And he responds with equal frankness. What a beautiful lesson. If we speak to Jesus, if we tell him what's in our heart, he'll tell us what he wants to tell us. He'll be open back to us. Jesus, thank you. That's how we want our relationship to be. We tell you what's bugging us and you tell us what you think about what we've just told you. You correct us if we need correcting and you remind us that there's nothing better than making time for prayer. So yes, Martha is a prayer, but of course we need to consciously make time to prayer, to pray, to sit at our Lord's feet. In the last couple of minutes that remain, let's just turn to that other episode when Jesus raises Lazarus from the dead. So once again, our Lord is with his friends. He's in Bethany. St. Josemaria used to tell us that, particularly in, in Opus Day, our centres, our, our, our oratories, our churches, have to be Bethany, where Jesus feels loved, where he can relax. So we hear that Lazarus has fallen ill. Lord, he whom you love is ill. What a lovely way to put it, that Jesus loves Lazarus. Anyway, we need to cut a long story short, and soon, soon uh, Lazarus will die. Um, even though Jesus delayed, in fact, somehow it seems that precisely by delaying, it caused or allowed Lazarus to die. But we'll, we learn that this was all part of Christ's plan. A good lesson for us too, when God seems to delay to hear us, and it could seem a disaster, but all this is for the greater glory of God. Anyway, Jesus eventually arrives. By this time, Lazarus is dead. Martha said to Jesus, she goes out again, the energetic one, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And here Martha gives us a wonderful lesson in faith. And even now I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha shows a wonderful belief in the resurrection of the dead, which wasn't a common belief at the time. So in that sense, she, as it were, believed ahead of her time. She was among those few Jews who did believe. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? And Martha declares her faith. Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is coming into the world. Anyway, Mary comes out, her weeping um, seems to be one of her best weapons, her tears, um, gets Jesus to weep. Jesus weeps himself. But again, Martha comes back into the action. Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, by this time there will be an odour, for he has been dead four days. Again, she speaks directly to Jesus. But again, our Lord answers her with equal frankness. Did I not tell you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? 
They take away the stone and Jesus raises Lazarus from the dead. Martha, we want to learn from you to have that confident trust in relationship with Jesus. You, in that and in so many ways, in your generosity, your kindness, your goodness, your humanity can be such a lesson for us, teaching us how we too can relate to Jesus. I give you thanks, my God, for the good resolutions, affections and inspirations you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask you for help to put them into effect. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my God and Angel, intercede for me. More of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. On the memorial of Saints Martha, Mary, and Lazarus, this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I'm Paul Sadek. We join the whole church in prayer. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Reading. Lord, open my lips. And And my my mouth mouth will proclaim proclaim your praise. Come, let us worship God, wonderful in his saints. Come, let us worship God, wonderful in his saints. Cry out with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him, singing for joy. Come, let us worship God, wonderful in his saints. Know Know that he, the Lord, is is God. He made us, we belong to him. We We are his people, the sheep of his flock. Come, let us worship God, wonderful in his saints. Go within his gates, giving thanks. Enter his courts with songs of praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. Come, let us worship God, wonderful in his saints. Indeed, how good is the Lord, eternal his merciful love. He is faithful from age to age. Come, let us worship God, wonderful in his saints. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us worship God, wonderful in his saints. Oh, 
Rise up, Lord, and come to my aid. Rise up, Lord, and come to my aid. O Lord, plead my cause against my foes. Fight those who fight me. Take up your buckler and shield. Arise to help me. O Lord, say to my soul, I am your salvation. But my soul shall be joyful in the Lord and rejoice in his salvation. My whole being will say, Lord, who is like you, who rescue the weak from the strong and the poor from the oppressor? Lying witnesses arise and accuse me unjustly. They repay me evil for good. My soul is forlorn. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Rise up, Lord, and come to my aid. All-powerful Lord, stand by me and defend me. All-powerful Lord, stand by me and defend me. When they were sick, I went into mourning, afflicted with fasting. My prayer was ever on my lips, as for a brother, a friend. I went as though mourning a mother, bowed down with grief. Now that I am in trouble, they gather. They gather and mock me. They take me by surprise and strike me and tear me to pieces. They provoke me with mockery on mockery and gnash their teeth. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. All-powerful Lord, stand by me and defend me. My tongue will speak of your goodness all the day long. My tongue will speak of your goodness all the day long. O Lord, how long will you look on? Come to my rescue. Save my life from these raging beasts, my soul from these lions. I will thank you in the great assembly. Amid the throng I will praise you. Do not let my lying foes rejoice over me. Do not let those who hate me unjustly wink eyes at each other. O Lord, you have seen. Do not be silent. Do not stand afar off. Awake, stir to my defense, to my cause, O God. Let there be joy for those who love my cause. Let them say without end, Great is the Lord who delights in the peace of his servant. Then my tongue shall speak of your justice all day long of your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Lord, you rescue the poor from their oppressors and you rose to the aid of your beloved Son against those who unjustly sought his life. Look on your church as we journey to you, 
that the poor and weak may recognize the help you provide and proclaim your saving act. My tongue will speak of your goodness all the day long. The Lord led this holy man along a sure path. He showed him the kingdom of God. From the second letter of the Apostle Paul to the Corinthians. If I must boast, I will make a point of my weaknesses. The God and Father of the Lord Jesus knows, blessed be he forever, that I do not lie. In Damascus, the ethnarch king Atreus was keeping a close watch on the city in order to arrest me, but I was lowered in a basket through a window in the wall and escaped his hands. I must go on boasting, however useless it may be, and speak of visions and revelations of the Lord. I know a man in Christ who fourteen years ago, whether he was in or outside his body, I cannot say, only God can say, a man who was snatched up to the third heaven. I know that this man, whether in or outside his body, I do not know, God knows, was snatched up to paradise to hear words which cannot be uttered, words which no man may speak. About this man I will boast, but I will do no boasting about myself unless it be about my weaknesses. And and even if I were to boast, it would not be folly in me because I would only be telling the truth. But I refrain, lest anyone think more of me than what he sees in me or hears from my lips. As to the extraordinary revelations, in order that I might not become conceited, I was given a thorn in the flesh, an angel of Satan to beat me and keep me from getting proud. Three times I begged the Lord that this might leave me. He said to me, My grace is enough for you, for in weakness power reaches perfection. And so I willingly boast of my weaknesses instead, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore I am content with weakness, with mistreatment, with distress, with persecutions and difficulties for the sake of Christ. For when I am powerless, it is then that I am strong. What a fool I have become. You have driven me to it. You are the ones who should have been commending me. Even though I am nothing, I am in no way inferior to the super-apostles. Indeed, I have performed among you with great patience the signs that show the apostle, signs and wonders and deeds of power. In what way are you inferior to the other churches except in this, that I was no burden to you. Forgive me this injustice. The Word of the Lord Willingly I boast of my weaknesses, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For For my my power power is made made perfect perfect in weakness. weakness. We possess this treasure in earthen vessels, to show that this surpassing power comes from God. For For my my power power is made perfect perfect in weakness. weakness. 
A reading from the beginning of a letter to Polycarp by St. Ignatius of Antioch, Bishop and Martyr. Ignatius, also called Theophorus, to Polycarp, who is the bishop of the church of Smyrna, or rather who has for his bishop God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Greetings and all good wishes. Recognizing your devotion to God, firmly built as if upon a solid rock, I am full of thanksgiving to him for allowing me to see your blessed countenance. May I forever enjoy the sight of it in God. I beseech you, by the grace with which you are endowed, to press forward on your course and to exhort all men to salvation. Justify your episcopal dignity by your unceasing concern for the spiritual and temporal welfare of your flock. Let unity, the greatest of all goods, be your preoccupation. Carry the burdens of all men as the Lord carries yours. Have patience with all in charity, as indeed you do. Give yourself to prayer continually. Ask for wisdom greater than you now have. Keep alert with an unflagging spirit. Speak to each man individually, following God's example. Bear the infirmities of all, like a perfect athlete of God. The greater the toil, the richer the reward. If you love only your good disciples, you gain no merit. Rather, you must win over the more troublesome of them by kindness. The same salve does not heal all wounds. Convulsions should be allayed with poultices. Be prudent as the serpent in all things, and innocent as the dove always. You are both body and soul. Treat gently the manifestations of human fault, even as you pray for the knowledge of things invisible, and then you will lack nothing but abound in every blessing. Do as the circumstances require, like the pilot looking to the wind and the storm-tossed sailor to the harbor, that you may win your way to God with your people. Exercise self-discipline, for you are God's athlete. The prize is immortality and eternal life, as you know full well. In everything I am your devoted friend, I in my chains which you have kissed. Do not be overwhelmed by those who seem trustworthy and yet teach heresy. Remain firm like the anvil under the hammer. The good athlete must take punishment in order to win. And above all, we must bear with everything for God, so that he in turn may bear with us. Increase your zeal. Read the signs of the times. Look for him who is outside time, the eternal one, the unseen, who became visible for us. He cannot be touched and cannot suffer. Yet he became subject to suffering and endured so much for our sake. Do not neglect widows. After the Lord, it is you who must be their guardian. Nothing must be done without your approval. And you must do nothing without God's approval, as indeed is the case. Stand firm. Services should be held often. Seek out everyone by name. Do not look down upon slaves, whether men or women. Yet they, too, should not be arrogant, but should give better service for the glory of God, so as to gain from Him a better freedom. 
They should not be anxious for their freedom to be bought at the community's expense, for they might then prove to be the slaves of their own desires. After Jesus had raised Lazarus from the dead, they gave a dinner for him at Bethany. And Martha served at table. Mary took a pound of costly perfume and anointed the feet of Jesus. And Martha served at table. Let us pray. Ever-living God, the signs of your love are manifest in the honor you give your saints. May their prayers and their example encourage us to follow your Son more faithfully. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. 25 minutes before the hour, we'll take a look at today's gospel in just a few minutes. In conversation with God and morning prayer, all coming up on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I'm Paul Sadek, and in today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, we find out a little bit more about Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. From the 11th chapter of the Gospel of John, Many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them concerning their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him, while Mary sat in the house. Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And even now I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. Your brother will rise again. I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord. I believe that you are the Christ the Son of God, He who is coming into the world. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, daily and Sunday Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. Well, Martha sometimes gets a bad rap, but let's remember, Martha was the one who served. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 7, Special Feasts. Sometime later, around the time of the Passover, Jesus visited these friends again. Six days before the Passover, Jesus went to Bethany, where Lazarus lived, whom Jesus raised from the dead. There they made him a supper. Martha served, and Lazarus was one of those at table with him. Martha served. With what grateful love she must have done it. The Messiah was in her home. God was in need of her services. She was able to wait on him. God became man in order to identify with our human needs so that we might learn to love him through his most sacred humanity and be able to become his intimate friends. 
We need to consider time and again that the same Jesus of Nazareth, of Capernaum, and of Bethany eagerly awaits us in the nearest tabernacle. He is in need of our attention and services. It is true that I always call our tabernacle Bethany. Become a friend of the Master's friends, Lazarus, Martha, and Mary, and then you will no longer ask me why I call each of our tabernacles Bethany. There Christ is sacramentally present. We cannot remain indifferent. We need to visit him each day and keep him company without hurry and without anxiety during those precious moments of thanksgiving after we receive Holy Communion. How profitable this time can be for us. St. Thomas teaches that the Incarnation was the most effective and beneficial way for God to redeem mankind. He adduces the following reasons. As far as faith is concerned, it became easier to believe since God himself was the one speaking. As far as hope, by the great proof of his salvific will that this act of revelation represents. As far as charity, since greater love than this has no man that he lay down his life for his friends. And as far as actual deeds of love, since God himself was going to be our model. By taking on human flesh, God shows the tremendous value of every human creature. Through his humility, he cures our pride. Through the sacred humanity of Jesus, the love of God assumed human form for us. This act gently opens to us the way up an inclined plane that leads to union with God our Father. Therefore, Christian life consists in loving, imitating, and following Christ. We should be inspired by the example of his life and by our friendship with him. Our sanctification should not have as its main focus the struggle against sin, something negative. It is not a question of avoiding evil, but of loving and imitating the master who passes by doing good. Christian life is profoundly human. Our hearts have an important role in the work of our sanctification since God has deigned to become man. If we are lacking in affectionate care in our life of piety and recklessly allow our heart free reign among creatures, our personal friendship with the Master will suffer and our strength of will not be enough for us to push ahead on the narrow path of holiness. Therefore, we need to make an effort to be always aware He is at our side. We can use our imagination to represent the living Christ who was born in Bethlehem, worked in Nazareth, and had friends whose company he sought out and truly appreciated during his earthly life. May we learn from Christ's friends to deal with him from the standpoint of immense respect, since our Lord is God. At the same time, may we have recourse to him with great confidence, because he is our everyday friend who continually seeks us out and desires our company. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. 16 before the hour, we pray once again with the whole church. We're led by our friends at divineoffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia.
Lord, you will accept the true sacrifice offered on your altar. Lord, you will accept the true sacrifice offered on your altar. Have mercy on me, God, in your kindness. In your compassion, blot out my offense. O wash me more and more from my guilt, and cleanse me from my sin. My offenses, truly, I know them. My sin is always before me. Against you, you alone have I sinned. What is evil in your sight, I have done. That you may be justified when you give sentence, and be without reproach when you judge. O see, in guilt I was born. A sinner was I conceived. Indeed, you love truth in the heart, then in the secret of my heart teach me wisdom. O purify me, then I shall be clean. O wash me, I shall be whiter than snow. Make me hear rejoicing and gladness, that the bones you have crushed may revive. From my sins turn away your face, and blot out all my guilt. A pure heart create for me, O God, but a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, nor deprive me of your Holy Spirit. Give me again the joy of your help. With a spirit of fervor sustain me, that I may teach transgressors your ways, and sinners may return to you. O rescue me, God, my helper, and my tongue shall ring out your goodness. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall declare your praise. For in sacrifice you take no delight. Burnt offering from me you would refuse. My sacrifice, a contrite spirit, a humbled contrite heart you will not spurn. In your goodness show favor to Zion, rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will be pleased with lawful sacrifice, holocaust offered on your altar. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as, as it, it was, was in the beginning, beginning is, is now, now and, and will, will be forever. forever. Amen. Father, he who knew no sin was made sin for us, to save us and restore us to your friendship. Look upon our contrite heart and afflicted spirit, and heal our troubled conscience, so that in the joy and strength of the Holy Spirit we may proclaim your praise and glory before all the nations. Lord, you will accept the true sacrifice offered on your altar. All the descendants of Israel will glory in the Lord's gift of victory. All the descendants of Israel will glory in the Lord's gift of victory. Truly with you God is hidden, the God of Israel, the Savior. Those are put to shame and disgrace who vent their anger against him. Those go in disgrace who carve images. Israel, you are saved by the Lord saved forever. 
you shall never be put to shame or disgrace in future ages. For thus says the Lord, the Creator of the heavens, who is God, the designer and maker of the earth, who established it, not creating it to be a waste, but designing it to be lived in. I am the Lord, and there is no other. I have not spoken from hiding, nor from some dark place of the earth, and I have not said to the descendants of Jacob, Look for me in an empty waste. I, the Lord, promise justice. I foretell what is right. Come and assemble, gather together, you fugitives among the Gentiles. They are without knowledge who bear wooden idols and pray to gods that cannot save. Come here and declare in council together, who announced this from the beginning and foretold it from of old. Was it not I, the Lord, besides whom there is no other God? There is no just and saving God but me. Turn to me and be safe, all you ends of the earth, for I am God. There is no other. By myself I swear, uttering my just decree and my unalterable word. To me every knee shall bend, by me every tongue shall swear, saying, Only in the Lord are just deeds and power. Before him in shame shall come all who vent their anger against him. In the Lord shall be the vindication and the glory of all the descendants of Israel. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it as was, it was in, the in the beginning, beginning is now, now and, and will, will be, be forever. forever. Amen. All, all the descendants of Israel will glory in the Lord's gift of victory. Let us go into God's presence singing for joy. Let us go into God's presence singing for joy. Cry out with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before Him, singing for joy. Know that He, the Lord, is God. He made us. We belong to Him. We are His people, the sheep of His flock. Go within His gates, giving thanks. Enter His courts with songs of praise. Give thanks to Him and bless His name. Indeed, how good is the Lord, eternal is merciful love. He is faithful from age to age. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as, as it was, was in the beginning, beginning is now, now and, and will, will be, be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. With joy and gladness we cry out to you, Lord, and ask you, Open our hearts to sing your praises and announce your goodness and truth. Let us, Let us go, go into God's, God's presence, singing for joy. A reading from the letter to the Romans. Brothers, I beg you, through the mercy of God, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, your spiritual worship. Do not conform yourselves to this age, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, so that you may judge what is God's will, what is good, pleasing, and perfect. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
Let the just rejoice in the presence of God. Let Let the the just just rejoice in the presence of God. Let them be filled with gladness in in the the presence of God. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Let Let the the just just rejoice in the presence of God. Blessed are the peacemakers, and blessed are the pure of heart. They shall see God. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Blessed are the peacemakers, and blessed are the pure of heart. They shall see God. My brothers, let us praise Christ, asking to serve Him and to be holy and righteous in His sight all the days of our life. Let us acclaim him. Lord, you You alone are are the Holy One. You desire to experience everything we experience but sin. Have mercy on us, Lord Jesus. Lord, you You alone are are the the Holy One. You called us to love perfectly. Make us holy, Lord Jesus. Lord, you You alone are the Holy One. You commissioned us to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world. Let your light shine on us, Lord Jesus. Lord, you You alone are the Holy One. You desire to serve, not to be served. Help us, Lord Jesus, to give humble service to you and to our neighbors. Lord, you You alone are the Holy One. You are in the form of God, sharing in the splendor of the Father. Lord Jesus, let us see the glory of your face. Lord, you alone are the Holy One. And now let us pray as the Lord told us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. 
thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Ever-living God, the signs of your love are manifest in the honor you give your saints. May their prayers and their example encourage us to follow your Son more faithfully. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Morning Air is coming right up. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central, or on the Relevant Radio app. In the meantime, you go out and make this a great day and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio.